0: To Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role playing and escape room puzzles. This is episode two of the arc that I'm going to make Danny say the name of. What are we calling this I one? I have written
1: in front of me. I can't forget anymore. E.T., the escaping terror escape I
0: really did. You know what? It's starting to grow on me. <laughs> You've said it about a hundred times, and I think maybe I'm finally getting
1: it. I mean, you're in love with Escape Roompa Loompa now, aren't you?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you did convince me on Escape Roompa Loompa, which was also horrendous. <laughs> So I guess we're going for Escaping Terrascape Trial.
1: I'm in charge of naming forever.
0: Every episode, we have guests come on and play through a virtual audio escape room that Danny has created. And this episode, we have a, well, I suppose two returning guests in a fashion. We have back for his, I think, fourth official episode, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome. Can I get a What? 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 what what perfect (laughs) gangster (laughs) um Neil's done a whole bunch he's a clearly returning guest but we're also joined by Emily Gillette welcome thank you so happy to be here now Emily you've not done an episode of escape this podcast but you did do our live escape room at recon so you're sort of a half returning guest
2: And I loved it. I have to say, I was skeptical at first of the uh, audio format, and I have raved about it ever since because it was just so much fun and engaging and clever. And I can't even talk about the twist because I think that that's one of your experiences you share with uh, you know Mm. clients or whatever. But it was so clever.
0: Oh, I'm so glad.
1: This is the best birthday ever.
3: (gasps) That's right, Danny. That's right. It's Danny's
0: birthday. birthday.
1: Oh, no, we're dating it. We're dating the episode.
0: That's fine. Happy birthday, Danny.
1: (laughs) Thank you. It's going okay.
3: Can I sing you a song? (laughs) Yes. Always. Okay, it's not the happy birthday song because I loathe that song. I like go into great lengths to talk about how much I dislike happy birthday (laughs) to you. Let's talk about this for a second. As a song, it's (laughs) terrible. It's a rangy song. So if guys start it in their mid-range – By the time they get to the octave up at happy birthday, dear, that's too high for them.
1: You gotta do the shift. I'm an alto, I understand.
3: And the opposite is true with altos and sopranos. (laughs) If they started in their mid-range, they had they go, they're so low that they can't sing it. So you wind up with this drony song where everyone is not even singing the notes, just kind of speak singing it. And then three quarters of the way through the song, anyone who doesn't know the person has to do the awkward thing. Where they go. Happy birthday, dear. Sam Pepper. <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, so here's a birthday song. Originally sung to us at Disney World uh, on the Jungle Cruise.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it, it goes like this. Two, three, four. This is Danny's birthday song, and it isn't very long. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's my kind of song. Are we
0: taking the opportunity? Do I have to sing you the, the, the family birthday song?
1: Didn't we do that last? I'm sure
0: we did, but I'll do it again for okay. everyone at home who's been waiting for a whole year for me to do the O'Keefe family birthday song.
1: Yep, sure, sure.
0: All right, here we go. <clears throat> War and famine everywhere. People dying everywhere. And it's your birthday. Hooray! <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> I just heard a tumbleweed
3: that's a, that's go. That's a beautiful, beautiful. And birthday of course, song of just, my people.
1: just while we're in it, I'm so sorry to people who actually like to get into the episodes and don't enjoy preamble at the start of podcasts. There's no one. Uh, there. The the hip hip hooraying! I feel like we have to mention this again. Yeah, this was a
0: cultural thing that we weren't aware of. That at the end of the birthday song in Australia, you then do hip hip hooray. So it's like how many times? Three. three times. Three hip hip hoorays for the birthday of whoever's birthday it is.
1: And we have recently learned that not everywhere does this as a birthday thing. Yeah. Like, everywhere has three cheers or hip hips or whatever, or some variant of that. But at a birthday thing, that is not universal by any means. As well. Agreed. You're Agreed. All and I'm
3: confused this... by the hip hip hoorays because, as I just said, I don't know if there's a, a requisite number.
0: There's three hip, hip. Do you know the wildest thing, though? It was watching we the have coronation. We had like eight different
1: birthdays. Do so. you see that they did it at the oh, coronation? Oh, yeah, They hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> king was Charles.
0: So to us, it's a little birthday thing. And then it's like, you know, the new king, King Charles III. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. I was like, oh, my God. That it's, it's was that. very peculiar. It was very funny. What are we doing? We're doing an escape room. So whenever we have guests on, we always ask the same two questions. Neil, we will have asked you a few times, but we'll start with you for the first one anyway. Neil, what is your escape room experience has it changed since you were last on i have had um, a
3: a marked amount of escape room experience since we last spoke i went to this year's live recon oh yes that they that they had the reality escape conference um hosted Mm -hmm. by david and lisa spira and it was in boston and I had a just the most delicious time. The Boston escape room scene is strong. I'm sure most people who are listening to this have encountered our experiences in some form or another. But there's mm. three big groups essentially there that are doing amazing stuff. I got to experience some of all of them, and then I got to do escape room adjacent level 99.
1: Oh, I've heard things.
3: The other one with a weird name like Bodaborg. What is it? Oh yeah, Bodaborg. Mm. And both equally exciting. It was it was escape room meets American Ninja Warrior training <laughs> meets like Wordle, like all happening. <laughs> at the, you you try you you hop into a room. You try to solve it. You as soon as you fail, you're out of the room. And then the, whoever's next in line, whatever group goes in, they try the same thing. And then they're out. And if if you're next in line, then you get to go in. Now you know how not to do it, and you try a different way. And some are physical and some are mental. It was super-duper fun. So I did that, which was escape room adjacent. And then I've done a couple escape rooms since. And the last one that I did was in Brooklyn with Emily Gillette, my teammate, this very eve. Whoa. It was a Stranger Things-ish room. It was right on brand, but not officially on brand. Sure. So it was it was brilliant in that regard. It was the weirdest stuff very, room. Very savvy in the way that it wasn't um, branded, and yet it told the same story. And we escaped it, and we had a great like major. We were crushing it, not <laughs> intentionally, but just we were in the zone, like. Mm. I found this. Well, I have this. What if this goes with that? What if we take the rocks and throw them through the window? And like everything was exactly right on point. It was brilliant. <laughs> and then we got to the big final room and we're so confident. And we missed <laughs> a very singular thing in a very tactile <laughs> puzzle within it. And yeah. we just missed it. And so for like good 20 minutes of oh. hour, where we thought we were going to have a record or something. We're, we're backtracking. We're, we're, we're simplifying. We're trying every way we can to get it uh, right. And uh, we had to ask for a clue. And the clue oh, gave us a very a very timid and like generic response. I'm trying to be basic because I don't want to spoil. And we all went, wait, what? No, no. And we <laughs> engaged with a prop um, that weirdly was edible is all I'll say. And, huh. and we hadn't uh, edibled it enough. Yeah. And as, as we did that, we found out more, we solved the thing, we crushed it. We had a great time. I just, I love escape room so much. So yes. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And that's wow. my experience. Thank you, Bill
0: Wonderful. Um, and that sort of transitions us already to, uh, Emily, what is your escape room experience? Well,
2: I have done some since that night, but that the way he describes it is perfect. It was it was very adventurous and physical and and and, and flowing, and I loved it. Um, I did my first escape room that I can remember in 2014 mm. at oh, midnight oh. with Judy Gold, my friend that I was doing a thing with, and we ended up in a room with four Orthodox Jews. And we we just killed it. And I was like, oh, well, these guys are brilliant. This is the easiest thing in the world when you're with smart people. And um, I just got hooked. And now I, I do them all the time. I mean, I just did two in Portland last week um, oh, that were super fun. Yeah, and the first one we did It was just me and my daughter went on a day trip to see 21 pilots and we went to an escape room that's that's like for four to eight people and we did it. And the guy who was the game master was so interesting and funny and we were laughing with him and then we're like, all right, we got to go. We have another one to go to. He goes, where are you going? I said, oh, we're going to do, um, Portlandia. He goes, oh, I've never done that one. I go, come with us. We need some (laughs) (laughs) else. And he closed his place and came with us. (laughs) Wow. We had dinner with him. Oh, that's wow. so, Yeah, we had the best time. We spent the whole rest of the day with him and um, super fun escape rooms. So Emily Gillette just...
3: is one of those great people that if if you get hooked into her puzzle world and, and you're welcomed into this small group, you're asked to do all kinds of fun puzzles. I'll get texts mm-hmm. that, that say like, have you heard of cryptic crosswords? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I found a cryptic crossword that's like the perfect primer. Or when I was like, intoxicated leaving a party at midnight and she was in new york i said in in my uber i texted her it's a bummer there aren't escape rooms that are open like at midnight because that's when i think everyone feels kind of adventurous and wanting to do some weird thing normally they close early by the time i got back to our apartment it was 1230, she texted me and said, okay, I found one, 1250, midtown. <laughs> and, <there."> and so <laughs> drunk Neil got to go with Emily and two, what, two other people. It was-
2: Well, no, we was- went with one other magician. I hang out with a lot of magicians. And then this random woman who signed up at almost 1 a.m. for an escape room on her own that starts out oh. in two rooms. That's and we thrown into our
3: mix And we had a blast and we escaped it and it was so random. And so for those people who are listening, the the escape room thing doesn't necessarily have to be super pre-planned. It's also fun to just do on a lark because mm-hmm. then your expectations are quite low because you really don't even know what you were intending. And so it's not like, I'm finally going to the one I've heard so much about and let's see if it's as good as everyone says We had a bl- mm-hmm. we had a great time.
0: And then, okay, well, the other element of this show is it is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role-playing gameplay style. So I'll start the other way this time. Emily, do you have any tabletop role-playing experience?
2: And that refers to like Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing?
0: Yeah, D&D and other games like that.
2: The first answer is no, which is supported sure. by the fact that I couldn't fill in the blank of other games like that. Um, That's I, I don't know why, but I never jacked into that. I am sure no. I would like it to some extent. My room, de- my life doesn't have too much more room for another obsession. But, um, <laughs> sure. I uh, I have never even played Dungeons and Dragons. I bought multi-sided dice that I find in the washing machine from my son's pockets, <laughs> and so I know what some of the props are, but it is not my thing.
0: No, that's fair. That's totally fair. And I, it's it's one of those interesting ones as well where, like, as you were saying, there's such a, a, a monopoly from the one game of Dungeons and Dragons, and there's lots of these other fun small games that can be very fun to play and very different because Dungeons and Dragons is quite focused in on like it's a fantasy adventure we're gonna we're gonna kill some goblins we're gonna figure out how much damage we're doing with an attack when we but then there are other games where it's like we're all controlling one person who needs to go to the store and buy bread but somebody else wants him to drive across the border to mexico and just keep swapping control of this person and one of you is trying to get to bread and one of you is trying to get to mexico and there's no way of knowing and we're going to see who wins like there's weird versions of games yeah that's everyone is john and it's a fantastically strange game.
3: This is one of the things I love about listening to this podcast is because you guys are so good at um, passing the baton to other cool experiences. It's not mm. just singular and myopic.
0: Oh, sorry. So, wait, no. Wait, just keep listening to Escape This Podcast. Don't do anything no, else. No. Oh, no, my gosh.
3: <laughs> I will answer the the question in, in my interrupt because oh, as you guys know, uh, Gideon, my son plays D&D a lot mm-hmm. uh, mm. on the weekly and I think the last time I was saying that I said I would DM yes. a, a, a campaign for them and I hadn't in like a year and I needed to do that. But I'm also telling him that there's other types of tabletop role playing games. He's very D&D centric mm. and he's very judgy about anything, like anything that diverges from the Dungeons <laughs> Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook mm-hmm. and all so- of the rules within and so I keep telling him, you know, there's other games that are similar, but have different ideology, like different rules, different, different structures. And he hasn't bit yet, but I, I, as I recall, you guys did a whole episode or maybe it was a Patreon bonus mm. where you pro and conned the different types of tabletop games that are out there, at least the ones that you play and like what makes them We
0: may have different. mentioned it. Yeah. That maybe in a, right. in a Patreon or something. Yeah. I'm sure sounds we Sounds like did. a bonus Love thing
1: it. we would have done. Yeah.
3: So at any rate, I'm trying to come up with more options for my kids, and I promised Gideon that I would uh, DM an adventure by the time um, it became August, because one of his friends who uh, he plays D&D with is named August. And so (laughs)
1: um,
3: I did it on um, Mm.
1: July 30th.
3: 30th. (laughs) (laughs) No, right before. Oh, no, you're right. It was August 31st. No, you're right. It was the end of (laughs) August. (laughs) and I got a little help from a guy named David Andrew Laws who does a thing called 20-sided tavern. He just did it in Edinburgh. It's sort of a live D and D game, almost like drunk Shakespeare. Mm. And he helped me out a little bit. It started as a very quintessential game and I acted like it was not a big deal. And we were doing dragon of ice spire or one of these boxed games that you can Mm -hmm. just play. And then all of a sudden they entered a room, a hall, like went down a corridor and all of a sudden it was a game show. And every Round they had to roll the dice that gave them a different character and a different um, origin story and a different <laughs> handicap and then they had to like a uh, solve a room so it became nothing that they had expected and they loved it so that was yeah, my tabletop role playing experience. Well, I'm a good
0: dad again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're ready to get started with the room. Are you are you ready to go, Danny? I you think ready
1: to- I think we're good to go. Everyone remember where we left off with this one.
0: Oh yeah, do we need to yep. do a recap for the people I mean, at home? Not especially. You
1: yeah, you're an alien. Mm-hmm. You have just in a basement encountered a dude. A dude. That's how we're going into it. Matt, the human says. I am Matt. Now, you're quite proud of being fluent in 24 human languages, so this rankles you. Your name doesn't translate perfectly into English, but you open your mouth and you say your best equivalent.
3: I am... Go, Emily.
1: Moxie.
3: (laughs) Moxie.
1: I get it. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Alright, Matt's eyes bulge. You're having a little bit of trouble deciding whether he's scared or thrilled by your existence, and... Honestly, you aren't sure which you'd prefer. Which one will give you a better chance of him keeping quiet? You look around at all his shelves of supplies. He seems... prepared. Maybe he'll make a good ally. So you decide you're going to take the risk. You tell him about your crash. Oh. His shoulders slump slightly. So you're less Mars attacks and more E.T. Is he disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright, um, I guess I've got to help you find your way home then, huh? Huh. And you know what? That could be a really big help. You haven't yet taken a look at your pod since escaping it, but if you crashed as badly as you think, you'll definitely have severed your fuel line, and the chemicals you need to make your fuel, you aren't sure how easy they are to find on Earth. So you tell Matt you list out what you're going to need, and he frowns. Hold on, I've, I've heard of those before. And he pulls out a handheld phone, he types on it, and then he chuckles. Oh, of course, this is, these are medical ingredients. I, I used to work in a hospital before um, uh, some stuff changed, but I, I used to help out the nurses. You know what? My swipe key might even still work. We could go and grab some. But look, this medicine, it's been having some shortages lately. We might have to be sneaky. He doesn't seem too unhappy about that idea, though. He seems pretty enthusiastic. And as good as his word, he lets you hide in his basement until late at night when he drives you to the hospital. Alright, alright. There won't be any patients on this floor, he says as you tiptoe up some stairs. They all get sent to another wing at night, so there shouldn't even be any staff either. We should be totally fine. You enter a reception room. And you examine your surroundings.
3: Moxie Trust Matt.
1: (laughs) To the south is a waiting area with several chairs, magazines, and a box containing some kind of toy or game to entertain children. The north wall has a pharmacy area, a big desk that completely surrounds a shelf of medicine. And in the west wall, is a locked door labeled exam room three. All right, Matt says to you, so like I said, this medicine's in a bit of short supply, but we should be fine. There should be at least one bottle here. Uh, You're looking for something. It's called hydroxychloroquine sulfate. This shouldn't be too hard. (laughs) The look on Emily's face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Marksy have COVID. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's going to be the twist ending of uh what kills you
3: what should we do emily should we look around
1: yes i, I can hmm.
2: can we just first check the obvious if the shelf of medicine happens to have it already
1: makes perfect sense this medicine cabinet it's very tall broad square it's got several compartmentalized sections you count 36 of them in total and in each one there are Bottles upon bottles of prescription medications. Each section, you notice, also has a little ID label on it. For example, the top left corner says 6J. Some of these codes are letters, some are numbers, some are both. There doesn't seem to be a huge amount of consistency. And so you go through them, looking specifically for a bottle of hydroxychloroquine sulfate. You look, Matt looks, but no matter how carefully you sift through the zillions of little bottles, you can't find it. And Matt shakes his head and goes, that's weird. I know there have been shortages, but we always keep at least one bottle on hand just in case. Must be somewhere. And he keeps looking, but you don't have too much hope. Okay. In the desk, is there any keys to the exam room
2: three? Oh, This
1: desk, you say in the desk, it's actually very much a flat one with no extra drawers or anything. It is completely clear, except for one sheet of paper, which is covered in names and signatures. It seems to be a list of doctors who have taken out certain medications from this pharmacy and where they took it.
2: Excellent. Is there uh, any doctor who took out some uh,
3: hydro... hydroxychloroquine sulfate?
1: And where did he take it? It looks like over the last week, there have been a few who have taken out this medicine. So then all, all over the hospital, it seems like it's gone. And unfortunately, you can't go to too many places. So you also look for, specifically, exam room three, the one you've actually got access to. And amazingly, there's only one. And yet, Matt groans. Oh no, it's Dr. McDonough. Oh, Trish McDonough. she's the most scatterbrained person to ever get an MD. If she's taken it, it could be anywhere.
2: So do you think, let's go over and just check that box with toys in that area in case Mm. she's so, so careless that she left it
1: there. You pick up the game. It's a third party knockoff of Connect Four. It's got a six by six grid where round tokens fall in. The last kids to play weren't particularly considerate or good at it. The whole thing is stuffed full of red and yellow tokens and they clearly didn't know the rules. They just shoved them in everywhere. Thank God they don't look like pills. They actually look like game tokens.
2: Okay, but and so nowhere in the box, anywhere,
3: no. some Hey, do you mind since we since they do look like game tokens? Can we pocket a couple of them and just keep them in case we might need them for later?
1: All of them are currently inside the game box, but you can press the little flush button and shake them out and do whatever you can. So you can grab a couple of those. Absolutely. You also notice as you do that. Again, these inconsiderate children. Some of these tokens don't fall out. They're completely stuck in there.
0: Wait a minute. And
1: this time you'll get an image.
0: Hmm. There is an image in the chat. For people listening along at home, you can see this image in the show notes. But Neil, would you like to describe what you're looking at for the people at home?
3: Sure. It's um, a fairly uh, simple geometric grid as just described, six by six, kind of like Connect 4. If I'm looking at them by uh, columns, the left uh, vertically, the fourth one down of six is yellow. And the second column is empty. The third one, uh, the fifth one down of six is yellow. The fourth one down, same thing, two yellows side by side. The fifth one is empty. And the sixth column, uh, vertical column, is another uh, fifth one is yellow. So there's four that are yellow, everything else is white.
1: Yeah, so four tokens got jammed in there hard enough that they're not falling out.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: But empty under them, not not stacked on
0: any yeah, of Yeah, no. no. Yeah, just empty.
2: Is there anything about this six by six shape that correlates to all of the 36 sections of the
1: medicine shelf? You know what? The medicine shelf was in little square compartments, so you suppose that could be described as six by six as well.
2: So I think we should go look at the corresponding um, darkened or whatever that is, the stuck chips, and see maybe if there's a clue or a key or something.
3: I was doing a whole different thing, but I love that idea. Oh,
2: can I distract you? Let's do that while we're here.
3: Honestly, Emily Gillette, I think that my idea was nonsensical. I was thinking since the little tokens were stuck in there, that that was an interesting idea that if we were to then take the tokens, and put them back into each slot, right, then there would be certain ones that would be remained empty because we were stacking on stuck ones. So I was trying to see if it somehow formed like something without the empty spaces that would occur if you loaded them in Connect Four style from the top. Can I just say, sense?
1: in a real physical escape room, that would be a phenomenally good puzzle.
3: I was thinking the same thing.
1: In... In an audio room, we're trying to visualize it entirely ourselves. That's probably beyond my visualizing skills.
3: Fair, fair, fair. I like Emily's idea better.
2: As we walk over there, though, could you tell me what kind of lock is on the door?
1: Absolutely. This door, it's simple, it's solid. It's got a small window built into it at human head height, but it must be one-way glass. You cannot see through it. It is locked with a five-letter combination lock. And Matt says, yeah, one of the doctors usually resets this at the start of the week. They always pick something silly, just whatever they're thinking about at the moment. And, oh, if it was Dr. McDonough. Again, could be anything. It could be the word doors. Who knows? Oh, well, if you have a minute, let's try doors and trash. Uh, you try, neither of them work. But he says, it was a very fair chance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so, would you like to go look at the uh, corresponding sections of the medicine shelf?
1: Great. So you go over, you look at these shelves that would correspond with these tokens, and the medicines in those shelves don't seem any more remarkable than on any other shelf, but you see that they have shelf codes on each of them. And so you just take a look at what codes you're looking at. So the leftmost one has an ID code B0. you think it's a zero could be a capital o but you're pretty sure it's a zero The next one over matches a shelf labeled N3 The next one is labeled 5CA and the rightmost one is labeled N5
3: So let's chat about this Emily what yes. do you make of these different of these different letter and number combinations <laughs> I'm going to call them like one should we call it one, three, four? five, what what, what should we call them? One, three, five, and seven? No, one, three, four, and six. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: Just for his protection, let's edit that. Um, One,
3: three, Um, four, and six. Here's what I notice. The four is number letter, whereas the one, three, and six were letter number. Right. So what does that tell us? We have a B, the letters are B, N, C, A, and N. And th- that fourth one is queer and I'm gay, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's queer in that the number letter thing is reversed, but now there's two letters. Right. So C, A could stand for what? Calcium? Uh, or it could stand for like a, a state, a California. Um.
2: We don't know for sure, but we think that we're using these four codes to generate a five-letter thing to open the door. So, in a way, it's promising that that four gives us two letters. That's nice. Now we oh, I feel you five letters. But if we just straight up took the letters, I mean, they don't really anagram to anything other than a a misspelling of bacon or something. So we, the, I think that it either codes to something different or, or, you know, somehow generates something.
3: So we have these four and do they connect in some, I might be overthinking, but do they connect in some way to that image where we have like uh, six rows? So should we be thinking about the fact that it's like, like row one is B zero and three is N three. Does that help us at all? Like in spacing?
2: I don't know yet.
3: I'm... All right. Why don't we just continue looking around the room?
1: Absolutely. Because I
3: think there's things we haven't quite looked at, like the chairs and magazines in that sitting area. Right. That might help us in yeah. some way.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We walk to magazine. No, I'm assuming we look similar to... The Steven Spielberg movie is that kind of what we're going for? I think we it varies. I, I,
1: I think it varies depending on what the escape room needs at the time.
3: But you're imagining. I'm imagining that we're a creature and not a like a person. Message. Oh yeah, for maybe,
1: sure.
3: Maybe long fingers. Definitely. Must read. Must sit. I think we should walk over, sit on the chairs, and with our long, alienish arms. Feel around the chairs. Maybe there's something underneath them. Maybe there's something unique to them.
1: Mm. You go over, you take a seat on one of the chairs. They are, as far as you understand it, completely conventional, except for their backs. There are five chairs, and each one has a large cartoon face on it with a slightly different expression. You think you've seen this in a book once before? They're like a medical chart representing a pain scale. And we've got a little image of what these five look like for you.
0: Uh, yes, for everyone at home, you can see this pain chart image. Um, Emily, would you like to describe what you're looking at for people at home? Sure. It is
2: five emoji esque colored smiling or faces. They are certainly not all smiling. It starts on the left with a smiley, um, just a nice green smiling. And then the second green is more yellowy, more like a, a, I guess, like a limey green. And he is just satisfied with a small <laughs> upturn of the of the lips. Not not really happy, but he's okay. A wry uh, smile. Yellow uh, is not having his best day. Just found out he probably has to stay overnight at the hospital, but <laughs> he's not suffering terribly. But it's not going great. Just neutral. Neutral. Uh, the next one is orange and is definitely starting to be unhappy. Turn down smile. And then red is downright fireful frown.
3: This is exactly how I feel at a traffic light. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting in a me- from a medical perspective. Is green a positive color or a negative color?
3: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Point. In a medical perspective, green is usually pus or gangrenous, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. This is like, okay. go, I'm okay,
3: go. Yeah, green go, this, love it. This
1: is like going for a, from a scale of things that are wrong with you. If you've just got some snot or some pus, that's not too terrible. And then if you got jaundice, it's a little bit worse. And mm. then if you're on fire, it's really quite bad.
0: <laughs> that's <true.
3: laughs> it's a very It's a very dark, starting at a very dark place and going <laughs> even darker. I love it. Okay, well, I feel like we can't, this doesn't feel singularly solvable.
2: Well, I think that the green guy corresponds to zero pain, and the red guy is a five. So while that doesn't get me closer to a solution, it's an idea of assigning letters to degrees of pain. But um, oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, wouldn't that need six faces then if it went from zero to five? Mm. Oh, you're right. Good
0: Thanks wonderful. for
2: helping
1: on the counting. Thank you very
2: One much. One five. Um, so, I don't
3: know. One, two, three, four, five would be, okay, okay, okay. We may have a little thing, to sol- a, solvable, a solvable help.
1: Is there anything on the walls of the room that hasn't been mentioned? No, everything is quite pristine about them.
3: But I will say we're just sitting in this chair, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little antsy. Uh, mm-hmm. I have ADD, and the A stands for alien. Am I right? And so... <laughs> I'm going to look at these magazines.
1: You take a look, it's a pretty solid stack, and based on your knowledge, you expected them to be a bit more light, a little bit more tabloidy. Instead, these are all about medicine. There seems to be one for every specialty. You kind of thought waiting room magazines were for the patients who didn't know the medicine stuff, but apparently they're for the doctors. Do you have anything more to tell us about it? Is there one specific that might catch our attention? There is a pretty substantial stack. If there were a specialty that caught your eye, then you could probably go hunting for it, but none of them immediately stands out.
3: Could we find a magazine about hydroxychloroquine sulfate?
1: You personally have no idea what branch of medicine that would be for. And you ask Matt and he says, ah, you know, just general autoimmune stuff, I guess, but... I don't know if that's going to help.
3: Did we enter through a door? Can we look at the door we came in from?
1: You must have entered through a door, but it is uh, so uninteresting that it wasn't even worth drawing.
3: (laughs) Fair. Okay, so I feel like we've looked at everything. We have all the info we need right now to to get a five-letter combo?
1: You have all of the information to eventually get to a five-letter combo.
3: Got it. Okay, so let's look at this game. Come on. Emily, I am. We have a um, list of doctors. We have thirty-six shelves of medicine.
2: I, I wonder if it's if the if the number indicates how many letters away from that number is the actual letter. Like B zero, we're right on that letter. It's B. And N three being uh, either three letters before or three letters after, kind of thing. And again, I'm doing that thing where you just throw out an idea and see if it sculpts yeah, yeah. anything. I, I can't even come up with a hypothesis of why 5CA is in the flip order.
3: Hmm. So what are we trying I'm, I'm 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 now I'm just feeling like I'm confused. I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at the grid of shelf codes that match the yellow stuck. Uh, tokens that are on right. the children's game, so we're trying to figure out how B zero equates to a fourth down position. What are we trying to accomplish right now? Are we trying to find out which medicine we need?
2: In my mind, to keep it clean, finding the connect four got us those alphanumeric or numeric alpha codes, and 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 then that's like done. The connect four. Board is done in my mind. I could be
3: wrong, but
2: in a typical escape room, it would be one and done, right? So now we're trying to figure out what the code or mechanic is here to actually elicit a word.
3: Got it. So I should ignore that between the first one and the second one, there was a whole blank row. I'm trying to sort of try and connect those two together still from the puzzle. So if the fourth one, In the fourth position, and again, I'm assuming, I'm just trusting these two don't go together because they're all yellow, right? So the green to red faces uh, expression chart shouldn't help us with this puzzle at the moment, I'm thinking. So B would be zero, and then we go to N3. We could be north three, but but then what would B mean? Backwards, and what would CA mean? Can't answer? because I'm terrible at this right now. (laughs) We have an N3 and we have an N5. So why are they they both Ns? Yeah. Because the N is there twice, which means it must stand for a word as opposed to standing for like a different letter or something, I'm guessing.
2: It's very difficult with only one A to use all those vowels that way. It was mentioned and that could be an O, but... I'm just gonna say it's a zero.
1: Yeah, for some of them, it's a little hard to tell. You're pretty sure it's meant to be a zero. Yeah,
2: but if it isn't, then it really departs from the alphanumeric form of coding.
3: Clearly, we don't need to find the five letter combo right now, only because I think Danny gave us a little eek of information when she said, we're trying right now to solve the thing that will then eventually get us a five-letter combo right so I don't think right now we're looking for a five-letter thing I think we're trying to figure out something that will that will reveal a five-letter thing which could either be finding out which mag is which magazine talks about a branch of medicine so perhaps because we have CA and CA and this could all be periodic table elements are we looking for chemistry like should we go look at the chemistry magazine in the stack
1: yeah, there doesn't seem to be a specific chemistry one.
3: We can't use this code to find the medicines, I think, because we found this code from the medicines, so that'd be weird to bounce straight back. So I feel like this code's gonna have to get us to this stack of magazines. So how does this combination? Because that's all that's left. We have a locked door, and and chairs with faces of cartoons that give us colors. So we have this stack of mags, and we have to come up with. What would it? What types of professions, specifics in medicine?
2: Is there any Neil uh, or Moxie, Moxie, Moxie? Yes. Could these numbers correlate to the number of magazine in the stack? Like, look at the third one and the fifth one. Like, I mean, it's stretch. I get it, but that's all I got left. I'm
1: trying to, especially (laughs) if there's a maybe zero.
0: Yeah, the zero is, yeah. is, is tough with that. You can't really count to the zeroth object at any point. All right, I think we need
3: some sort of ghost hint.
0: I can give you, I can give you a subtle hint. It's not going to reveal too much. I, yeah. could, I can substitute something for you. I okay. can say you've got the, the B0N3, and then that third one that was slightly out of order, the 5CA. Mm-hmm. If you'd like, that could say SC4. Puzzle would work exactly the same. <laughs>
3: What? Okay, now I'm about to throw up in my mouth. So, like a five is looks like an S, but an A does doesn't look really like a four.
1: Depends on how you draw them. Oh.
3: And a zero on a grid, like a like a analog keypad, an O and a zero both kind of look like a square. Am I right? And yeah, if they you both look, look at similar. a five, a five and an S on kind of a on a, a like a what would that be mm. called? Not an analog keypad. What would it be called? Calculator. Uh, like a ca- like a calculator. Like a, like an old
1: digital screen. What what yeah, are they an old, called?
3: Like a seven like a line display clock. Oh. So the yeah. five. So B zero would be. Imagine if we had. Okay. Okay. <laughs> imagine yeah, if no, we you had, look Like
1: you've got something too. I do. Imagine Go if we had
3: this as a grid. And we made like a B in that old style and then a Z row next to it would be like a rectangle with a line in between and then a rectangle. And then the third one, an N, how could you do an N, would be like one, like a straight line, a diagonal line, a straight line. And then a three is kind of a backwards E. Does that make sense? And then the five is like an S, then the C is a C, and an A would essentially look kind of like a four and then you have an n and a five again which is like like an s bone scans yeah
2: yeah i i was coming up with scan too because the s c and the n and faking the a has you a literally home spend
3: this much time to just look at the stupid letters that almost automatically looks like bone scans and realize that we need to find a magazine that has to do with like healing of like fixing bones, like like an emergency wow. room person, what are they wow. called? Who who scans Well heals scanning bones?
0: bones. How do you scan a bone? Radiologist.
3: An X-ray. A radiologist. Let's look, let's look and see.
2: No, no. I'm what so
3: glad it's we're an hour in. Let's look yeah. and see. <laughs> puzzle one, if we can find a radiologist magazine in the stack of mags.
1: You fan out the stack? There is a single radiology magazine. It's even got an X-ray skull image on the cover, and it is called See Through, C-T-H-R-U. There you go. Neil,
2: Moxie, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) That was spelled out for us, and it is indeed five characters. Would we like to try that in the door?
3: Oh, good call.
1: Matt looks very embarrassed, and he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. Dr. McDonough is a radiologist. I I did not think that was relevant. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, Matt. (laughs) Matt. This
1: this makes a lot of sense. You put in see-through. Door opens for you. You can now enter exam room three.
0: And the real escape room begins.
3: Stop it. (laughs) We We spent that much time on the preamble. Oh, my God.
1: We were revving up, lubricating
3: our Amus Bush was a bust All
1: right so you take a look at what's in here luckily not too many things off to your right there is a bed for patients in front of you big chest of drawers and off to the left a small table with some x-rays sitting on it
2: okay uh let's check out those x-rays who's are they and what do they have
1: It's a big stack of x-rays, maybe some MRIs and ultrasounds in there as well, whatever. They've got a variety of maladies. Beside them, there's a handwritten note that says, instruct patients to consult a physio for appropriate exercises. But you take a look at the x-rays themselves as well. We've got an image for you.
0: Uh, Yes, we have some x-rays here. I believe, Neil, it is your turn. Would you like to describe this for the people at home? Uh, For the people at home, you can see this image yourself in the show notes.
3: Okay, so here is the image. It's lots. Of, this is really well done, Danny. This is lots of.
1: I took them all myself.
3: of Of yourself.
1: These are all me.
3: <laughs> the first one seems to be an MRI scan of a of a human head that includes that uh, that face turned sideways with the brain. And everything, and it also has a red square in the corner indicating something like each of these has a color indicator. Next to it is it looks like uh, the bones of a foot, an X-ray going down, and we can see all of the most of the toes, and that's yellow. That's code yellow. Uh, next to that, I don't know. It's <laughs> good luck. It's kind of Billy really couldn't get this one either. Let's looking around. It could be a heart. Thank it's, you. It's, it's it's maybe yeah. It looks heartish. Like there's the bottom has a little circle, which could be the uh, some sort of blood tube. I think there's a there's a better name for it. The blood. And tube- that has, <laughs> and that has a that's a code blue. And then the one to the right of that is again. I think we're looking at the brain, but now we're looking from top down and uh, we're seeing sort of into the brain and all its different pieces. We don't see any face, and that is code blue. Then the next row, we have four more. I'll go through them quickly. The next one is um, the lower part of the, of the face, mostly the teeth, and that's code yellow. Next to that is a right hand, no, a left hand, and you can see all the bones. It's a full hand, including a little bit of the wrist, code red. Then we have a chest x ray, it looks like, of the lungs, ribs, spinal cord. And that's code yellow. And then finally, we have what looks like um, a leg, the upper part of a leg, sort of between, um, like, I guess the knee. It's the knee bone, the knee joint. So I would say that was a knee, or at least mid leg, code red. Below that, there's also three names. And uh, and they're coded yellow, red, and blue. Yellow is patient of Doctor Simpson. Red is patient of Doctor McDonough. Blue says patient of Doctor Wu. And that is the image. What do you make of it, EJ?
2: Well, at, at, at first I was trying to see like letters in the in the images. Like the the foot looks like you know bastardized E, and that, and the chest looks like an M, and all sorts. But that doesn't track all the way across, so I don't think that's it. So I can, you know, separate quickly whose patient is who, and I feel like it might elicit eventually like a three-digit code or a, a three-letter word, but I don't quite know what.
3: All right, right, let's. we just walked into this room, so I don't want to spend right, an undue true. amount of time all on right. this. So why don't we wander around? Is there anything else to see besides, it? obviously not on the table, besides the x-ray stack of import? You said there were some other things.
1: Oh, yeah. There. No, it was just that they were some x-rays, some MRIs and things, and this note saying instruct patients to consult a physio.
3: Great. So then why don't we go around the room? Let's hobble over to this chest of drawers that ha- that's here and see if in, in any of those drawers open up.
1: All right, so first things first, sitting on top of the chest of drawers, you see a recently opened pack of nitrile gloves, as well as a small rubbish bin full of old used gloves. There are several drawers here. You pull open a bunch of them, you find absolutely nothing of interest. However, there are two drawers that you can't open because they are locked. One with a six-letter combination lock and one with a three-digit combination lock. And is their position relevant to us? It is not.
2: Okay. And used gloves, nothing in two drawers, locked six letter, and and the other one is a three-digit combo.
3: I'm trying to, I'm sort of looking only at the McDonough ones because Trish Mm. seems to be of import here and she's scatterbrained. Oh, she's scatterbrained and we're looking at a brain. Coincidence? (laughs) No, I don't know. Because there's still a bed that we haven't checked out and moxie tie-tie. Can we go check out the bed?
1: Absolutely. It's very bare bones. It's mobile. It's got wheels on the front and back. Thin sheet, thin pillow, not much cushioning. At the foot of the bed hangs a clipboard. You take a look. You expect it to have patient information. Uh, uh, No, that's not really what it is.
0: Emily, would you like to read this out for the people at home?
2: Sure. It says maintenance crew. And it looks like a small checklist. Ensuring tasks have been completed thoroughly. Dash use all purpose maintenance spray Four sprays per item. Mark task completions on checklist by shading in successful tasks. Leave incomplete or unsuccessful tasks blank.
3: Great. Love it. Instructions for further things we're going to get. I'm sure of it.
2: Yeah, we need some all-purpose maintenance spray. No kidding. So do I. <laughs>
3: is there anything else in the bed? Can we look at the pillow or like go through the sheets or turn Nothing it upside exciting down? Nothing
1: about it. Nothing at all.
3: So I feel like there's something else we haven't looked at. And my guess, knowing this show, is it might, might be the door that we came in on. What? <laughs> Can we look at the back of the door we entered from to get into it? exam room three?
1: You can. Now, the door itself, most of it, completely normal. But if you recall, there was a little window in it. And from the Mm -hmm. outside, you couldn't see through it. From this side, you (sighs) can see through the glass. Out into the waiting area, you can see the chairs, you can see over to the medicine. Look, mostly. It is kind of a dirty window. There are some, not just dirt, these are full-on stains that block portions of the view.
3: Oh, boy. It makes me... Just so happy when I say, can I check the door that I came in and there's actually something there? Because I listen to the show, a lot of times people are like, oh, I always told that you have to go and check the door. Danny, can I check the door, please? And Danny goes, yeah, there's nothing there. And so we, we, we found something. Okay, moving on.
0: Which, which guest were you imitating there?
3: Every oh. Australian. That was, oh, that was yeah, an, an Australian, Australian
0: accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Danny. Hello, it's that's me. My, I'm from Brisbane. My, oh, don't my, you I'm love being Brisbane. here in the... In the in this in is the, in hardly the a s-
3: Brisbane accent. This is <laughs> oh, right from down. Sydney, I am. I, <laughs>
0: this is my Sydney <laughs> accent. I love the Harbour Bridge. That's what I love.
1: <laughs> You're turning slightly Michael Caine.
0: I, I hear there's a good opera house. You're only supposed to throw the bloody boomerang. <laughs>
3: by the way i just want i want listeners to appreciate that the that danny and and bill asked me to be a voice in like maybe one of their things and then apparently i i screwed the pooch they've never (laughs) asked me back i couldn't be the willy wonka guy i couldn't be the voice of any of the kids did did we say i I didn't get asked we auditioned
1: and everything we sent back a form response yeah
3: yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, we, we, were so going, we were going
0: to ask you to be the
3: uh, literally the said we'll guy. let you know.
1: Yeah, we were, and, and somehow our
0: timing just screwed plan. up we were massively. Like, oh, we should get Neil on to be uh, Matty Mann, and mm. then we just uh, we our timing stops.
3: Because these are the kind of accents I do.
0: Oh, look at me! It's me, Matty Martin. I'm a little chocolate factory. I do <laughs> right in the banks of Sydney Harbour. <laughs>
1: It is shockingly hard in solve this murder to find appropriate places to get pre recorded lines.
0: What, Abs? Okay. Are you looking
1: I... at the dirty window?
0: No. Look at the dirty window, Neil. Would you like to describe it for the people?
3: Of I had a nickel, okay. <laughs> oh. It's a. Oh. Yeah. Filthy. What is it, Emily?
2: Well, it's so many things. It looks like a horizontal line and then a less than or equal sign under it, the combination thing. But on its side Yeah. It, it's it's Romanesque
0: Roman but Roman. not
2: particularly a number. But I'm thinking we got some cleaning to do, but it could be following a pattern like 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 line these up and then follow this, but hmm. What? Because it doesn't really—it's not the right shape uh, to match with those uh, radiology stuffs. As, yeah, as soon it's as like I that.
3: saw these two horizontal lines and then sort of a a less than sign, I I turned my head sideways and saw an I and then an IV, which made me think Roman numeral. Right. And it was only when you said it was the equal or less than sign that now I'm thinking it's maths. <laughs> One, one, five. Could we punch in one, one, five into the three-digit drawer in Ah, case it's as simple as that? Yeah,
1: it doesn't work.
3: I wouldn't think so.
1: Um, Um, Is there any
2: positioning of your face through this dirty thing where that blocks or
1: reveals something of interest?
3: Oh, great idea.
1: At this point, you, you think very much it could, but you do not have anything that it is.
0: Yeah, you try a few angles. You can't see anything that lines up.
3: Okay. Can we put this X-ray that we have into the window to see if those lines create, like? You give it a
1: shot. You don't have much success. Yeah. Okay. Now those
2: gloves. There was there was no cleaning fluid to be seen. You mentioned it, right? Yeah. And this can't be like rubbed off with a pillowcase. We need that fluid.
1: <laughs> hmm.
3: So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the X-ray again. The McDonough patient uh, images are th- are there are three of them, and we're yes. looking for a three-digit code on the bottom on one of the drawers.
2: I can't even remember if we did the quantity, but if we go yellow, red, blue in order, and just quantity of pictures, did we try three, three, two?
0: I believe you may have tried that. It didn't work.
1: I don't remember that, but it doesn't work.
2: There was also instruct the patient to see the physio.
1: Do I need to hear that exact
2: oh. phrasing
1: again? Instruct patients to consult a physio for appropriate exercises.
3: Right. So McDonough, we're dealing with with knees. Would be walking or or like taking or squatting down, and with a hand, it would be making a fist or
1: something. Yeah, but. You couldn't possibly be expected to have that sort of expertise. Yeah, you're not hand. a physio.
3: You
0: don't know things about being a physio.
3: Oh, can we go back to the magazines again and see if there's a, like a physio magazine or, or or should we stay in this room?
1: You can absolutely. I mean, there's still stuff in that other room that you haven't really used. So it makes sense to be able to go back and you can go back to those magazines. And there is indeed one physio magazine in the pile. One physiotherapy magazine. <laughs> It is called No Pain, No Strain, and it has a big special feature right in the middle, a selection of easy at-home exercises for various injuries.
3: nice. Okay, okay.
2: We're just going straight to the magazines every time we're stuck, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are we going to see that article or is that just... Uh,
1: No, these ones, tell me a little bit more uh, about what you might want. It's a pretty big spread. There are lots of sections.
3: So is there, a, is there a, some, something within that that talks about what you do for head injuries?
1: You read carefully and, oh yeah, okay, there is one for the head. It looks a little tricky. Now, the first thing it says is to make sure you only focus on the movement and positioning of the head. The rest of your body, like, it's obviously it's going to be there, but you don't need to think about it too hard. So it tells you, facing left, tilt your head slightly backwards while raising it higher into the air. And then, keeping straight, bend your knees so your head lowers vertically towards the floor. And then, after that, a brief pause, and then what it wants you to do is move your head in a large, tall oval by rising and lowering from the floor.
3: <laughs> okay, that's going to form. So, I'm, as you're describing that, I'm I'm doing it, and I hope that everyone listening is doing the same.
1: I certainly hope so. Because I've my head,
3: I've raised it up, and then I've gone straight down, so I feel like I'm making a number in the air like a, like a with my with my head, I'm making a, like a, a one, or maybe yeah, a one, like with a little mm-hmm. tapa to it and then making a big oval by raising my knees up, then I'm making a zero. That sounds like a ten to me.
2: Well, but then... It's 10, but we need three, right? That, what about that That's 10 okay. knees just, and
3: lower? Yeah, we're just at head. Let's move on to hand. What happens if you, what, what, if you were to do, what, what exercises does the yeah. magazine recommend or does it recommend for hand?
1: Yeah, you take a look for hand. And again, this one tells you just focus on the movement and positioning of the hands. So it says uh, facing right, you kneel with your back straight and your hands start down and then they lift straight up up, 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 straight in a line until they are far above your head. Then in a curved, sweeping motion, move your hands down in front of you as far as they'll go and then back in towards you, curving in to touch your knees.
3: So if I'm on my knees, could it be a two? If you're on your knees, oh, but you're only looking at the hands. Sorry, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. only the hands. Yeah. 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 The
1: hands. Uh, they start down. Also try, the grounds, you can also try down. drawing to see what happens. Yeah, it can be help. easier. Help
3: they start me. down. And then they go straight up and then they go around, uh, straight up and then around and down. It looks like the letter D.
1: Hmm. Well, we've certainly had number letter combos before.
3: (laughs) That's true. Okay. So we have D. What is the, what is the knee uh, rehabilitation exercise?
1: You look for that and okay. It seems like the knee one, it goes into a full thorough back and legs exercise. So it tells you to consider the positioning of your whole body pretty much for this one. Okay. Facing left, get into an approximation of a downward dog yoga pose, so one that's like an upside-down V. However, using your knees instead of your feet. Okay. And then bend your knees so that your feet are lifting straight up in the air, and then just hold that position. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's off camera. We can only imagine.
3: Oh, can you not see me I mean, doing? Not quiet.
0: <laughs> we, we don't get floor. Just balance on the. Oh, that's better. Yep.
3: That seems to be like an N. Hmm.
2: Tend down.
3: Tendien tendon.
2: Tendon.
3: Tendien tendon.
2: Even me, we You're killing it.
3: In our same world as. I'm, I'm scarred get <laughs> by bone scans. <laughs> so is there a tendon, a tendon doctor? What would a tendon doctor be?
2: Or a tendon magazine. Or a tendon magazine. <laughs> Where's tendon magazine? We need it.
3: <laughs> Emily, tendon has six letters. And don't we need a six-letter combination for one of the drawers? We do.
2: We do. <laughs> Let's go we, try that.
3: Can we try that in that? box.
1: race back. You go to the drawer, you put in tendon, lock clicks and comes right off.
2: Amazing!
1: You pull the drawer open. Inside, there are two things. One of them, a small spray bottle labeled APMS. Oh, yeah.
3: We
0: need this.
1: And there is also a checklist, which you're going to see. Of, Super. Uh, complicated awesome. looking it- one.
0: Yes, would one of you like to describe this, this uh, checklist that you found? Mm-hmm. Emily's great at this.
1: Oh, am I? Oh, it looks like a <laughs>
2: logic puzzle, um, or 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 a grid with you know both axes. Well, not axes really, but the columns and the rows notated with the uh, vertical columns being wheels and front in parentheses inside door night trial gloves drawers old gloves wheels in the back, and then horizontal is rotating. Iodis said aired out heat treated and cobweb free
3: that might be iodized iodized
2: Iodized. so if we go back into mark task completions on checklist by shading and successful tests leave incomplete or unsuccessful test blank
1: Uh um
2: oh i was thinking maybe that somehow weirdly that shading on the window transposes onto this but uh no i should probably
1: clarify this checklist comes with a pencil
3: Nice. So why don't we, can we, should we do this? Why don't we go around to all the things on the checklist? Yeah. Like, can we go, hmm, wait, let's figure out what we should do. Because these are things we've seen before. Wheels front, wheels back. There's wheels on the table in the room that we're in. The inside of the door has the window. We have two used night trial gloves. There's uh, four drawers, am I right, in the
1: Plenty of tools. Yeah, you
0: can you can see all these things.
3: We can see them all and the old gloves. Oh, there's new gloves and old gloves. Mm -hmm. And we have something has to be rotating or iodized. Oh, oh, whether they are rotating or iodized or aired out or heat treated or cobweb free. Okay. So we have to take our spray and spray things in order to check things off this checklist, right? Says Oh yeah, the maintenance crew. Yeah, so why don't we go spray these items and see what happens?
2: Sure, absolutely. And were there? I think there were wheels on that bed.
0: The wheels on the bed Um, go round and round. Or do they? We'll Mm -hmm. find out once we spray them.
2: Oh, if they're stuck,
0: they they might not not rotate.
3: All right, so let's go spray those wheels. Let's go spray the front wheels.
1: Okay. You give them a bit of a spray. Those front wheels, from what you can tell, you give spray, 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 and then you check it out. You try to figure out what you're supposed to be seeing. And from your expert analysis, these front wheels, they do indeed rotate, but you don't feel comfortable checking off any of the other things for those wheels. They don't seem to have been iodized or aired out or heat treated, and they're certainly not cobweb free.
2: Okay. Let's go look inside door
1: okay you look at the inside of the door you give it some sprays all right it's definitely not rotating you aren't quite sure how that would work it does seem like it is reacting in an iodized sort of way (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's musty not aired out not heat treated it is totally cobweb free
3: (laughs) amazing what happens when we spray the nitrite gloves nitrile gloves
1: Wait,
2: wait, wait, I want to make sure I got this right. So we're saying that it, we're confirming that it's been iodized and cobweb-free. Yep.
1: Yep. Okay.
2: All right. Nitrile gloves.
1: The nitrile gloves, they have been aired out and that's it. Right. Again, it would be weird if they were rotating. Yeah. My gloves! What? They're
3: rolling away! I need those gloves! Right, let's try and I... solve these on our own. So with the drawers, the drawers probably aren't rotating. They're probably... Not a lot of out. these. these probably...
1: Ro- rotating is probably the only guessable one.
3: Oh, okay. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: those are quite tough.
3: Okay, so spray uh, the drawers. What happens?
1: They are very much aired out, and that's it. Nice.
3: Now, I okay. noticed there's some old gloves. If we try and clean those old gloves, what happens?
1: Hmm. Well, it seems like someone's actually gone to a bit of effort with these ones. They are reacting in a way that means they have been iodized, and you can see oh. that they are cobweb-free.
3: Mm-hmm. We're making a pattern here.
1: Any guesses as to what the back wheels might be?
3: I bet the back wheels are rotating as well.
1: The back wheels are indeed rotating. And that's it.
3: So that makes an image, sort of.
1: Can
2: I see your grid?
3: Yeah, for sure. And I want to show you before, because uh, I, so- I think I solved a little something. A well, I'm going to show you my grid first. So it looks sort of like
1: it's that.
3: It's, yes. sort of a, it's sort of a, a V or a U with two dots below it, and it's, and it's perfectly symmetrical. But here's what else I noticed. I just, for the sake of, of, of being quick, I didn't want to write all the words down because <laughs> my other option was to take a Sharpie to my computer screen. So instead, I just wrote the first letter of each of those items.
2: Oh, yeah. I see it. And in doing so,
3: it spells window. Across the top, and then it spells a reverse order of the word chair. Nice. So we so have now. Spot
1: reverse chair in I the play playtest.
3: So, what have we created? And is it singular and separate from window and chair? And where is the oh. chair? What yeah. chair have we seen?
0: Mm.
2: There's a chair in the first room next to the magazines. There are um, five chairs.
1: Yes, it was, it was the chairs
0: chair. that had the paint chart images on the back of them.
1: Yeah, each chair had a different face.
0: That's right.
1: Oh that is a,
2: that's a, it's very sad upside down, I'll tell you that.
3: Oh yeah, it is chair upside down and if you turn it upside down it does look like a frown face.
2: So let's go back to that chair anyway. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else about the chair we need to know or see or touch?
3: And does that chair connect to the window in some way?
2: If we stand on it, can we stand on the chair and then the lining up is more relevant of the dirt?
1: Yeah, uh, really? if if you're standing on the chair on that side of the window then you can't see hmm. through it from this end. But
0: you can I mean you okay. can pick the chair up and put oh, it yeah, you can next definitely... to the window and standing on it doesn't help the lining up. It seems like we should take
3: the chair and turn it upside down in some way to make the way the the way a chair in this grid is upside down. Yeah. Okay. And we should could take the chair that's making an upside down face, because this isn't making an upside down face. So we could right. we'd have to adjust the chair in some way. The it chair some...
1: very easily flips upside down.
3: Yeah, just holding an upside down chair.
1: There is look... nothing underneath it.
3: Oh, so if we flip the chair upside down. To match the image and then go through the window and look through the window. Do we see anything based on like the legs of the upside down chair image?
1: Ah. This way, the upside down frowny face on the chair matches quite well with these dirt smears on the window. So what's happening now is like that, that top line that stained the window, it perfectly touches the ends of the upside down mouth on the chair. So that all connects up. Oh. And then the eyes, <laughs> <laughs> the eyes of the upside down frowny face connect right on to that short horizontal line in the middle. So that is now just one longer line. And then the less than looking one, it stays the same. There's nothing else on the face to connect with that.
2: So now we have D I V.
3: So that would be a roman numeral d would be is d 500 yeah. 504 so we'll try
2: 504 on the three digits
1: drawer. Oh, right a three digit code on a drawer <laughs> you put that in the drawer opens and inside rolling around is a bottle labeled hydroxychloroquine sulfate <gasps> yes it oh, it is. Oh, you grab it you twist off the lid pour the tablets into your hand and matt grabs you by the shoulder and he says Hang on, those aren't hydroxychloroquine, that's a completely different lupus medication. That's voclosporin. I don't know how, Dr. McDonough has mixed up medicines in their bottles.
2: Is there a place back on our many medicine shelves where that might
1: have come from? You take a look and honestly, now that you are, when you're looking for a specific bottle, it's much easier to get through all of these and it still takes a while but eventually there is one bottle. It is labeled voclosporin. You open it and Matt says, nope, that's methotrexate. That's for a totally different disease. This is oh. terrible.
2: Trish Mc- well, let's go to the, the methotrexate bottle.
1: You shove bottles aside <laughs> until you locate one labeled methotrexate. You open it up. No, these ones are thalidomide. This is really bad. <laughs> oh,
3: no. Do we need to do like going. this Keep going. down? Keep going.
1: <laughs> you find... A bottle that says thalidomide. You open it up. You pour it into your hand. And Matt says... That one's it. That's, that's hydroxychloroquine. Oh, thank God. Okay. Grab it before a cleaner or a Dr. McDonough shows up again. Good God. Oh, All right. You dash out. You go back down the stairs, you get back into the safety of Matt's car, you are clutching this medicine slash fuel to your chest. Relief washes over you. This crazy adventure on earth, look, it could have been a lot worse, it's just been a bit stressful, but you'll be glad to get home. Not nearly as many combination locks back there. (laughs) So during the drive, you mentally prepare yourself for a long night of repairing your pod. But when you get back to the street where you crashed, you don't see it anywhere what What you do see is a hulking black van with heavily tinted windows and a suited man slamming its rear door shut before climbing in and speeding away and matt swallows and looks at you all right now um i've never actually seen a shady government spy vehicle but that is exactly how the movies make them look and with that, I think you deserve some hip, hip, hoorays. Oh, you've done it.
0: Hip, hip, hooray!
1: Hip, hip, hooray!
0: Hip, hip, hooray! And I'll line those up in the end. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>